Hello, 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 brothers and sisters. How y'all doing? We got another great Black Financial Initiative episode. I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Terrence. Let him know what's going on. What's up, fellas? Good morning. Good morning. So one of the major uh, political conversations today that also was prevalent during the 2020 elections was over student loan debt and should student loans be forgiven. So that was one of the biggest platforms that you see some of the uh, candidates were, were running on. And Thursday, like this recent, this past Thursday, Senator Charles Schumer tweeted, today would be a great day for President Biden and VP Harris to counsel student debt. And then Representative Pramila, Pram, Pramila Japapal, I'm not quite <laughs> sure how to pronounce that. So forgive me if you out there listening, Senator, uh, Representative, but she's out of Washington. She also tweeted something along the same lines as what uh, Charles Schumer tweeted. So she tweeted that student debt relief is good for people and good for the economy. All in all, today, progressives want the president to forgive up to $50,000 $50, in federal held student loans uh, per borrower. So that's a lot of moolah. I mean, that's not 50000 for everybody, but uh, for, <laughs> for those that have up to 50000 they're trying to get him to forgive up to 50000 for that. And that will wipe out all federal student debt for about 80% of the 44 million Americans that owe the federal government more than $1.5 trillion. That's per MSN.com. That's where I saw that one out. But I saw a bunch of other sites that said basically around the same thing too. It's about 44 million borrowers in the U.S. and that accounts for up to between 1.5 and 1.7 is the figure I saw, uh, 1.7 trillion. With all that money going to colleges and so many people in debt for it, it makes you wonder, is college worth it? So before we even get into that, we're going to bounce out some stats and we're going to figure some things out and then we're going to decide what we think on that subject. So, E, do you have some stats for us? Uh, yeah. So the I would guess the, the main thing that we think about with college is money. The cost of college is a real big, uh, I guess the number one thing, <laughs> I would say probably, in at least for me, in determining where I was going. Um, so I went to uh, collegedata.com. They have uh, like a huge breakdown on the average cost of attendance. Um, and so the average cost for in-state, so you have, in, for those that don't know, you have in-state colleges, which are the ones in your state. You have out-of-state colleges. You also have private schools. So all those kind of vary um, in the amount that they cost. In-state is normally the cheapest. Now, granted, you do have some in-states, <laughs> some of the better institutions that can get up there. But just on, they said on average, in-state uh, cost is 27000 out-of-state cost is 43000 and a private college is 55000 Now, when you go into it, what's the cost of college? A lot of times what people get confused on, they always mention tuition and fees. That is a portion of what college costs. That's for your class. <laughs> That's what that is. So, I mean, unless you're going to stay at home and go, if you're going off to college, you have your tuition and fees, you got your room and board, you got your books and supplies, and then any transportation expenses. So that's what's all wrapping up into the in-state 27,000. Then they have a, so that once you just break it down, if you're just looking at tuition and fees, they said that the private college is 38,000 tuition and fees alone. 
And this is for a year. This is not, <laughs> let, me, let me stop that there. This is for one year of college. This is the fall and spring of college. This is not, <laughs> this is not your whole four year. So basically the numbers I'm giving you multiply those times four. And tuition and fees, room and board increases pretty much every year. Yeah, probably more than that because every year it goes up. Yeah, exactly. Every year it goes up. So rough estimate times four, <laughs> and that, that'll get you to where you want to be. Uh, but tuition and fees alone for a private college, it says 38000 For a public college, but out of state, that's 27000 And then an in-state public college is 10500 So really looking at this, in-state is basically if you're all about the money, that's where you want to go. Room and board, a private college is 13000 A public college is 11000 So it's still cheaper doing it in school. Um, but that's just uh, some numbers there. Really, the main, the main thing is just in-state or in-state in public school is cheaper than doing an in-state private school. It's cheaper than doing out-of-state. And so the cost of school is, that was one of the main stats that I looked up was Basically, if I'm talking about going to college and I'm doing in-state 27 times four, yeah. that's what like basically a little over 100,000. That's what you're looking at. Yeah. And that's not take. And also you have interest after that and everything. Too. Right. Yeah. You have interest. Yeah. <laughs> if, you do, if you do a student, if, if you do a student loans, you have interest. Um, I mean, that goes back to what he said, the number he he had for the. The sum of everybody was 1.5 to 1.7 trillion. You see how we can get that high. And I'm sure this is probably on the lower scale of mm -hmm. some things. I mean, you know, we can get into that later, but, yeah. you know, 27,000 for me, that would have taken care of a lot. You know, I could, <laughs> I could finagle stuff, move this around, do that. <laughs> but Boy, some, books. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is like, for instance, this is for people that you're probably not going to have a job on campus or anything like you're literally just doing school. Yeah. Um, uh, Larry, did you have any stats? Yeah, well, I, you know, this being Black Financial Initiative, I'm going to kind of take it to the Black side. All of us went to the same school. I guess we should all say we all went to SFA, Stephen F. Austin State University. Stephen F. Austin State University. There you go. Ask some jacks. Ask some jacks. Exactly. Throw them up. But, you know, there's been a big... Um, I don't know. A lot of people have been talking about HBCUs, which I appreciate, even though I didn't go to one. So I got a stat here as far as HBCUs go. Tuition costs vary at each institution, but HBCUs are generally less expensive than other four-year private and public nonprofit institutions. For example, uh, tuition and fees for the 2021 and 2022 school year at Spelman College, prestigious private HBCU in Atlanta, is $28,181. While a neighboring private institution in Georgia, Agnes State, State College, yeah, Agnes Scott College, excuse me, charged about 57% more at $44,250. Now, obviously, Ooh. those are just two colleges. That's not going to be the whole country, but mm -hmm. it, it kind of shows the difference between an HBCU and a, just a regular uh, college. So I thought that was pretty interesting right there. And you said that that private, was that Spelman? That private, Spelman, yes. And that's a yeah. private school, and that was about 28000 yeah, and that's a private school, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, and so. see that you know, and what I just said was in-state public was twenty-seven. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. you're getting a pretty good bang for your buck there. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to the HBCUs right there. And I, I have something I just want to reiterate that uh, 
Like, just think about that, that 1.5, between 1.5 and 1.7 trillion with a T, with the, with the TR, the, the tr- 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 trillion <laughs> dollars for a student loan debt. That's that's crazy, man. Blowing your, your it just right. blows your mind, trying to wrap your mind around that. And for Americans, $739 billion more goes to that um to that student loan debt. So that 1.7 trillion, that's $739 billion more than the total US credit card debt. So we've had episodes before <laughs> wow. that we've we've discussed credit card debt and how big that is, and we put an emphasis on that. But like I said, man, you think about that credit card debt, and that is for the all of America, we spend more money on student loan debt by 739. Uh, billion, billion with a yeah. B. That's Ooh. that's huge. So that shows you just how much money we're pouring in to student loan debt. Student. So Larry mentioned earlier the interest. I think it was uh, one of you two mentioned the interest rate earlier. I'm gonna take my but, credit. I say interest. Okay. So all right. So that was you. So I'm gonna give you the, the credit for this one. But I have a, another stat for you. So according to studentloanhero.com. It says that interest rates uh, for private loans can run as high as 12.45%. Yeah. So in 2020 of September, uh, when they ran this, they said it can run as high as 12.45% on, on interest. I guess on I can't interest. go to college, so, then. Hell, man, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous because people will spend all this money on college. And if you, you're doing all loans and stuff, Man, by the time you finish paying off your debt, you pay twice as much as mm-hmm. because even though you're not gonna pay 12.5% more. No, that's you know how interest works, you know how it accrues. <laughs> that, that stuff is gonna snowball. And mm-hmm. so by the time you finish paying it off, if you're paying minimum payments and stuff or, or low payments, you're gonna pay t- twice as much as what you your premium was. So I mean, it's it's costly. And that's why people have that conversation. That's why it was such a huge platform to run on during the the, the election. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're, the politicians are still tweeting out about it. It's because it's huge. And a lot of people are worried about that money. And, and a lot of people are in, in debt right now. And they know if they can capture your attention and your support based off of them saying that, hey, man, we can, <laughs> we can shed a few, few bucks for mm-hmm. you. You know, that's something significant for them. But uh, Larry, you know, keyed on this being the Black Financial Initiative uh, podcast and keying on the the Black part. So I have a a stat for you. Just give me a second to kind of pull up my my phone, my old school phone right over here. Uh, (laughs) Not much past. (laughs) (laughs) He done came a long way. (laughs) <laughs> hey, it ain't a flip phone anymore. It used to be, but I've I've upgraded. I'm just still a little bit behind. But hey, that's why we're talking about the finances. Hey, if it still works, no need of me trying to keep up with the Jones. But after a while, it might not work it much longer. So <laughs> turn that sucker off. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just gonna turn it off. And be like, look, you got to get a new phone. We're not gonna give you service no more. <laughs> you know the way they play the game. Be slowing down your computer, your computer, right. and your phones and stuff. But uh, disproportionately, minorities are impacted, especially blacks, 
are impacted by the debt that goes into to student loans. So from the National Center for Education Statistics, I have some information for you right here. So this is pulled in 2017. So this would have been some information from the 2015 to 2016 graduates. It says the percent who borrowed for white Americans, it was 67.7% of uh, people that borrowed for student loans. And of that 67, the amount borrowed was on average about 30,000. For Hispanics, it was 70.1% borrowers uh, on average, about 28,200 bucks. So a little bit more borrowers, a little bit less money overall that was borrowed. Uh, Asians, 43%. So much less, so much less as far as how many were, were borrowing. And then that average amount was 26,500. So they were less on overall, but here, here we go. Here's the kicker mm. for blacks. Blacks, uh, not Hispanic or Latino, it's eighty six point three percent. Means almost everybody's having yeah, a, everybody. having to borrow. <laughs> yeah, and the average cost, so how average they were borrowing, was thirty nine thousand five hundred bucks. So that is a, a lot. And you look at, like I said, you look at the percentages: sixty seven percent, sixty seven point seven of whites, eighty six point three of blacks, and then for the whites, twenty nine thousand nine hundred bucks. And for blacks, thirty nine thousand, so ten thousand dollars more. So, like, so that is disproportionately hitting us hard. So I just wanted to bring that to light. And the average ratio of amount owed uh, to the amount borrowed, it was eighty nine point three percent for for white. So that means like the ratio of how much they ended up owing afterwards was, Mm -hmm. you know, they still had to owe most of it. For blacks, it was 103%. How you end up owing more than what you borrowed? <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's where we were talking about that interest, mm. right? So in that first year, you're deferring your payments um, and they're accruing interest. So when you start back making your payments, now you have more to pay because you, you've got to pay for that interest that would accrue when you weren't making the payments either. So that is killing us. Yeah, killing us as far as as the payments. Well, going back to an episode that I thought I won, the Money Madness episode, but we're not gonna rehash old feelings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> I got a stat from that episode. I'm gonna re-say again because it's very uh, relevant to this here. This is from Market Watch in 2019. It says, 12 years after entering college, white men paid off 44% of their student loan balance on average." Okay, for white women, that share drops to 28%. Black women see their loan balance actually grow 13% on average 12 years after leaving college. And while black men see their balance grow 11%. So that's, that's going with the mm. stats that Terrence just gave. Um, so it begs the question, should we, I mean, should we be going to college? It, I mean, it's, it's with the mm-hmm. student loans and everything, you know, it's, and we'll, and we'll answer that question later on, but we're just putting some stats out there. And I think that's, y'all brought up some good stats. And I think that's very concerning of like, how much more we take out, you know, than others, you know, at that point, I kind of get into like, okay, well, are you not working during college? Are you like, are you just loaning it all up or what? You done change your majors a few times. So you having to take additional classes, like what's going on? Cause I'm like this, it was like $10,000 more than, <laughs> than like the next group of people. 
it's like yeah. it's like another year of college or something. Like, what are you or what are we doing? I, I will say to that, um, I was lucky. Uh, my mom kind of forced me to to pay some of the the uh, when I was actually in college, pay some of it while I was Ooh. in college. Now, you know, at thirty something years old now, like I appreciate that. You know, so um, she had the foresight to um, to see that. So, but not everybody ha- can do that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's probably like what's what's more like what's needed. You know, more guidance from the parents of you know. And I think a lot of times it may be that a lot of us may be first generation college parents. You know, your parents are just happy that you're in college and not really, yeah. you know, looking at everything overall. But like that's great foresight on your mind. But hey start yeah. start paying on this because like you said it's one of those things you probably hate right now yeah but when you get older you go oh man that, that saved me a lot of thank you for yeah. doing that sure and i think um, it, it goes back to uh why we started this podcast i mean th- this topic right here is is why we're on is mm-hmm. because of how it's disproportionately geared or impacting uh black americans and the reason for that is because that just that financial literacy i don't think a lot of us are are thinking or or really looking at the impact of the cost and Mm -hmm. and making those decisions i mean i'm not saying don't go or to go but if you go uh, maybe we're not doing as thorough a job of looking at the, the payments and thinking ahead of time on how we're going to pay it off and that's I mean, paying for college is almost like paying for anything else. You have to mm-hmm. look at what you can afford and mm-hmm. you have to plan ahead and make sure you have a plan in place for paying it off or just paying for it outright up front. And I don't think we're doing a good enough job. And like you said, e, uh, the parents, because I mean, as a kid, I wasn't really thinking about it. I just figured I'm, I'm going to go to college mm-hmm. as far as how much college costs. I, I didn't think about that. I didn't care. <laughs> right. Um like they said, now, I can my, go, I can go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The, the focus was on, will I have the grades for them to say I can go? That was the mm-hmm. focus. I mean, and, and some of us don't even have that part of the focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't even have that in our um, tunnel, in our vision. We're just thinking, I'll go to college or maybe I don't care about college, not even thinking about it. But then the next step after that is, let me get my grades so I can go to college. And you forget the other part of that, and this is where parents need to do a good job of, of communicating that past that part, college costs money. Maybe I don't have the money for you, so you better start thinking about it. Right. Get your grades because you might want a scholarship. You might need some type of scholarship or financial aid. But mm-hmm. uh, some of us are just saying, hey, make sure you have good enough grades to get in. And then once you get in, you want to go where everyone else goes. You want to go where where you see them on TV, Mm -hmm. uh, where they have your favorite football team, your favorite basketball team, where, you know. I'm not going to lie, that's enticing. You know, exactly, exactly. You see Michigan and see that house rocking, or you see UT or something. Michigan out here killing. That was my school. I don't know about Michigan now. You see the big house up there with 110, 120,000 in it. You see UT or USC, you see these schools, you'd be like, yeah, that's that's where I'm talking about going. But there's a cost with <laughs> with all of those, you know. It's they they know you want to come there, basically. I say that. You gotta pay for it. Man, that, that might be an excellent, we might have just hit a great segue into the question of does it matter as far as what school you go to or what your major is? Uh so we'll before we hit up the school, let's go ahead and start with the the major. 
So as far as does the major matter? And for me, I did a little bit of uh, research, kind of prepping to get into it. And and a little bit of what I saw, most of what I saw was it was kind of opinion pieces. It was I didn't see, you know, there were some stats, but a lot of it was opinion pieces on whether the, the major matters. Uh, of course, some people are going to be biased based off of what their major was. Of, of, of course, my my art uh, degree mattered. Of course, my science. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> uh, you know, so it, it depends. But like I said, they're opinion pieces. So I'm going to give my opinion. And I say that it does matter to an extent. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is they will get you through the door. Uh, to whatever field you, you're planning to get into or whatever industry. But once you get in there, it's to me, from what I've seen, and it's also speaking from experience, it's not just opinion, it's from what I've seen, it's what you do. Um, it's your work at that point, they're seeing your work ethic, where whenever you get your foot in the door, they're seeing your drive, your creativity. And if you don't have any of those and you have a piece of paper, then once you get into the door, you're gonna get exposed, and they <laughs> they won't care about you. Like we made a mistake. Yeah, we <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> but sometimes it just helps to just say that you have a degree, and if you have it, sometimes we'll care and look at if it's relative or relevant to what we're asking that person to do, and it will look a little bit better and help you get in. But sometimes you can start start from the bottom, have just a piece of paper that says that you graduated. Mm-hmm. And that now once you get that experience and you impress so and so, you've rubbed a few elbows. All they care is that you have that paper and you can you can move up. But overall, you do have some stats that do that will tell you that as far as finances go, and that's what this money this is what this podcast is about. We're it's Black about. Financial Initiative. As far as finances go, yes, it it does matter, especially starting out, because it's going to give you the. Uh, the experience before getting some actual work experience, you at least have background knowledge on some math skills or mm-hmm. is you're going to need a, a specific degree to get into a specific field. So doctors, you're going to need, mm-hmm. you have to go to school and, and you're going to have some <laughs> yeah, type no of way pre- around that. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to need some type of pre-med or, or whatever. Uh, pharmacist, you need some science. Um, so Yes, it does matter in that aspect of it because science, science classes, technology, engineering, and math, STEM, mm-hmm. the STEM, mm-hmm. if you hear about that, STEM leads to pack, leads to way, leads to pack as far as how much money is, is made. Um, and then on the back end, from what I saw, you, the laggers are kind of the social, uh, you know, like what is it, sociology or mm, kind of like liberal arts or something liberal arts you know history uh mm-hmm. those kind of fall on the tail end of, of things but in the long run like if that's what you want to do i'm saying do what you want want to do but also keep in mind that coming out the gate it might be a little bit harder for you you might make a little bit less money coming starting out um, but it's going to be up to you after that to to make it work for you uh, but in general, you know, the sciences, the STEM, they, they make more money. So that's what I yeah. found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to, to what you said, I would agree that, I mean, so, excuse me, my answer is it does matter. But also, like you said, every career you have, there are top earners. If you're the best, there's a chance that you're going to make more money than other people. 
to go with that. But you know, Black Financial Initiative, we keep it funky here. So let's let's talk about our own experiences real quick. Um, what degrees did you guys get since we're talking about matters? Uh, excuse me, degrees. I'm oh, sorry, bachelor's and master's in accounting. Oh, he, he, he hit him with the bachelor's and master's. Man, you know, <laughs> hey, I did, hey, I did the work. I got it clean. There you go. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. You better. There you go. What about you, Terrence? For, for me, it was uh, biology. So I have a bachelor's in science in uh, biology. So just general biology degree with the uh, initial degree degree track was in preform. So didn't go, end up going that route, but I still had finished out with the biology degree. All right. And my, mine was... Um, a business degree, general business degree, a bachelor's, and then a master's in business as well, uh, emphasis in finance. And I can say for myself, I didn't really, uh, early in my career, I did try to kind of go towards that business um, using those degrees, but actually what I'm in now, I don't use them. I'm not, I'm not mad that I didn't use them, but I got some stats here as far as degrees go. Um, this is once again, going back to the black part of it. Um, this is from PBS. I don't know what year it was, but it says over time, low paying majors affect economic prosperity. There's a $4 million difference in earnings between a four year degree in early childhood education and petroleum engineering over an entire career. Black college students are overrepresented in service oriented fields, humanities, education and social work. One of the lowest paying majors common among African-Americans with a bachelor's degree is early childhood education and the median Earnings is only 38000 annually compared to $65,000 for computer science, the lowest among high paying majors in Africa for African-Americans. Once again, just more stats showing that the major does matter um, as far as, you know, our salary, our income. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, most of us, we like, to, you know, we might like to uh, party and social and everything. But at the end of the day, we went to college to uh, get a career. So. Mm -hmm. The article I found was, uh, it just came out, like, uh, I think about a month ago or so. Oh, sorry, a few weeks ago, uh, October 4th. Um, it's from Bankrate, and then the title is The Most Valuable College Majors in 2021. They ranked them. Let me see. Let me go down here. So the methodology they use, they examine, uh, they looked at 159 majors, at least 250 people in each. Um, they also looked at who had advanced degrees, like a master's or above. Um, as far as the weighted, they said medium income was 70% of the weight rate, unemployment rate was 20% of the rate, and then people with advanced degrees was 10%. Um, like we've mentioned before, they said really what it came down to is STEM majors. They were like, those are the, the science, technology, engineering, math, make up every one of the top 25 degrees in their study, Man. with engineering degrees claiming eight of the top 10 spots in 14 of the top 20. Man. And so I'll read, um, I'll read, like, I want to read like the top 20, and then I want to read the bottom 20 um, because it just relates to what Larry said about the early childhood thing. Um, but the top 20 were actuarial engineering, construction services, computer engineering, aerospace engineering, transportation science and technologies, electrical engineering, material engineering, civil engineering, mechanical engineering, <laughs> chemical engineering, uh, engineering mechanics, uh, pharmacy, uh, pharmaceutical sciences, industrial production technologies, uh, health and medical prepar preparatory programs, electrical engineering technology, metallurgical, I don't know what that is, but that's another engineering thing, industrial and manufacturing engineering, material sciences, 
Then they have the number 19 miscellaneous engineering. They like, look, just go get an engineering degree. You solid. Uh, number 20 was naval architecture and marine engineering. As you can see, and then I'll give you a bonus. Number 21 is computer science. As you can see, engineering is the king. It basically comes down to the STEM. Now, the bottom 20, starting at, uh, let's see, 139 is early childhood education. Yeah. And it has their salary at 42000 Um, You have theology and religious uh, vocations, family and consumer sciences, community and public health, humanities, commercial art and graphic design, social work, community technologies, or communication technologies, human sciences and community organization, uh, foreign languages, cosmetology services, culinary arts, uh, film, video, and photograph uh, photograph arts, fine arts, music, studio arts, counseling psychology, clinical psychology, composition and speech, drama and theater arts, miscellaneous fine arts. So they just say, hey, <laughs> same thing as a miscellaneous engineer. They're like, look, don't even mess with that. And then it says visual and performing arts. So all of this, what I saw was, as they say, this is STEM, but two, this is more information that we have for when you're going to college, you know, to look at these and say, look, it looks like obviously there's stuff once you get into the profession, you know, I'm sure there are certifications and stuff, but it's basically saying, look, if you get this degree, you know, you're, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to find a, a, a pay, a, a job and actually a good paying job. And so I think that kind of ties what was mentioned earlier was saying that black people not only have out the most loans, but we're also getting the lesser paying degrees like the two aren't matching. Yeah. You know, it's kind of what it's coming down to. And I know personally for me, when I was um, thinking about college, like I was a teller at a bank. I knew I wanted to do something in math because I was pretty decent in math, but I didn't want to do like statistics or something like that. So they want to do like personal finance. Like I don't want to be in charge of a person investing and stuff. That's too much weight for me. And so um, this uh, this white lady, she was real cool. She would always come in cashing checks, like you know, two thousand, fifteen hundred, three thousand. That's some, you know, like every week. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't, yeah. I've seen you for like six months now. Like you, <laughs> you making some good money. And uh, she was like, yeah, I'm a CPA. And I was like, oh, okay, you know what? What's that? And she got to talking about it. Um, so I looked it up. That's how I chose accounting. And also another thing I did, um, another thing I forgot to mention for, which just kind of goes into like your major or whatever, like you can go to the business labor and statistics website. So bls.gov and look at your occupation. It'll break down literally everything for you. Like the degrees you need, any certifications you may need. It'll tell you what the average pay is, the high pay, the low pay. It'll tell you uh, what the projected growth is for that job. And so it'll, you know, you can go there right now and it'll say, oh, accounting, it projects to grow 4% over the next 10 years. So that's just more information you can use and, you know, looking at your major. But really, when it boils, boils down to it, it seems like your major does matter. You know, regardless of where you go, it's that major what's going to carry you. Uh, I'm just going to say that BLS.gov was, was my buddy, was my friend after <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coming out of college, man. Yes, you know? sir. I was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's going to make the bread? You know? <laughs> right. 
And I, I actually, I actually had a, a acquaintance, a guy I knew in, in college that was, I can't remember what his degree was, but he was going to do something in, in social work. And, and I remember, and it's, it shows a disconnect in just kind of how we know and do that research ahead of time on, on what we're going to do with that degree and which degree makes what amount of money and what the options are, because he was kind of messed with me like, Hey, a bi- biology, what are you going to do with biology? You can't do anything with that. And he was like, dude, what are you going to do with this? Your social uh, work. <laughs> like, I plan on making some money after college, man. What are you talking about? Trying to get to the brain. But to to Eric's stats and what you just said, pretty much if you're helping people, you're not going to make no money. Pretty much. Yeah. And and that's the sad (laughs) part about it. And that, that, (laughs) because, you know, when I, when I put it together, I was, you know, like they are teachers, you know, that's that's like a low paying profession. You know, they always say, I I think they should obviously make more money, but you know, I was like, well, it would make no sense for me to go to like some big school and then come out with like a hundred plus thousand dollars in debt to then go be a teacher. Let's just say making like 40. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I would, you know, just go to, just go to some simple college and then, you know, get your degree or whatever. Cause all you need is, I would think, you know, a teacher certification, you know, whatever, and, you know, have less in debt and still have your, your degree. Like this, it's just, you have to kind of think about it. it's a business now. Like it's yeah. not, you know, it's this is talking about your career. It's literally a business. So, you know, before you just jump into college, you know, look at this information. It doesn't take much time. You know, you could just spend the day and like, you know, put all this together. Well, speaking of degrees, also, Eric, you being accounting, uh, my wife's accountant. We have a lot of accounting friends. And uh, I was I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of jealous of y'all when I got out of school. Cause um, it seemed like all my accounting friends, they were able to get jobs pretty mm-hmm. fast and in good careers. And I'm, I got this general business and I'm scrambling <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, so, you know. And you know, and you know, and another thing I would say, I guess kind of to the same thing, like, is that college, do they care about that major? Cause I know accounting wise, we had like recruiters come by mm-hmm. and everything, you know, was talking to us. They would interview us for, uh, for internships and all that. Like it was a whole path that yeah. was already plotted out. So that's probably why you saw like a lot of us when we got out, it was already like, yeah, I got a job waiting on me next yeah. year. Exactly. Like, you know, and at that time, I was one of the people that did it. So I was scrambling myself like, hey, <laughs> you know, don't, don't leave me out here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it just kind of like that degree. It just certain degrees are wanted. You know, if you're a, a neurosurgeon, you're wanted. I don't care what <laughs> I don't care how bad your grade is. You got that diploma or whatever that says that you're this and that. That's all they care about. Yeah, Larry, you said that you were a general business, but that was kind of right up there in the top also. I mean, of course, as as E pointed out, engineering just just swept everything. But, uh, you know, the science, tech, uh, engineering and math. But right following that, from what I saw was was business was listed. The business degrees were after that. And then everything else was kind of leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, the ones that kind of trailed on the backside. But yeah, the STEM and business and health degrees were, were amongst the top. And I got a, an interesting stat here. Um, I've used this book a few times. It's called The Millionaire Next Door. And we know that degrees matter. We're talking mostly right now about just our salary, our income, but let's take it next to the to your net income 
And there's actually an interesting um, correlation here. A lot of people with higher education, like PhDs and lawyers and things like that, obviously they make a great salary, but because of the lifestyle that they feel like they have to live, their net income doesn't always uh, add up because they feel like they have to live in a certain neighborhood. They have to drive a certain car. If you see your doctor pulling up in a hoopty, <laughs> right. you know, you know, like, you hey, know. It's gonna be some Dr. <laughs> Death type stuff. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he didn't even have a he didn't have a car on thing. I think, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to have a you know Ferrari, nothing like that. But mm. some sometimes, and as a salesman, I'm a salesman too. Sometimes you, your appearance stuff, it, it matters. You know what I'm saying? So there is some truth to it. But you don't have to go all the way over to living in these huge houses and stuff like that. Going back to what I was saying, though, a lot of times these people with these higher educations, their net income is not. And also another thing to that is because they're they might not even start working until like 30 years old or something like that because mm -hmm. of the um, schooling. So they're starting off already in so much debt because of all the schooling and they weren't working you know, as much during that time, too. So they're, they're starting off kind of behind the eight ball. You're hoping mm -hmm. that your salary well, um, you know, you make so much money, you're hoping that your salary will overcome that. And it might, but it might take several years to, to overcome the, the amount of debt that you're, you're in. And on top of that, if you're living, like I said, in certain neighborhoods that cost so much, driving certain cars, dressing a certain way, it's going to take longer to pay off the debt and everything. So I, I thought that was an interesting correlation between higher education and your net income. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't even think about the lifestyle. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to pull up in your doctor's. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that slab. <laughs> hey, not too much on slabs. I had a slab. Hey, hey yeah, you, know, you, you veer it off now, E, because there ain't nothing wrong with the slab, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I <laughs> Slow, loud, like and banging, baby. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we all we all from Texas. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, let your doctor pull up with that. I bet you won't go in. <laughs> so turn right around. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that that was interesting. Yeah, you don't you don't want your doctor to come up in a pinto. So, <laughs> so man, looks like we pretty much went through the um, the majors, and I think we're all in agreement that the major uh, does does matter to what extent and what you can do with it afterwards. I, I still think that there's some, you know, some people can can finagle a little bit. You can network and and do something afterwards. The main thing I think is that after you get that degree, what you do, at least after you get through the door. But overall, in general, the stats are going to say that uh, what kind of major you do have matters, especially if it's yeah. the engineering or, or the STEM. Uh, and but I will say, say for the, the ones that are doing like social work or anything like that, you're probably not worried about like the money or whatever. Like, you know, you're caring about the people. We appreciate that. Like, I wouldn't assume, you know, you're caring about <laughs> you know, dollars like that. You're more so into helping people. I mean, granted, I would still say try to do, try to get that that degree as smart as you can, you know, but I wouldn't assume they would probably be worried about it. I would hope so, but a lot of us are still first generation mm -hmm. um, and you might not know, you know, that's part of the American dream. You get a degree yeah. and, and you can live the life you want to live. And, you know, obviously the stats don't show that though. But if you don't look it up, you just assume, well, I got a degree. You know, when I was in college, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. When I was in college, I would see people with certain degrees. I'm not going to say what type of degrees they were. And I would think to myself, you know, all right, cool. But are you going to be able to make money with this degree? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, um, you ain't the only one that thought that. <laughs> 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 
you know? So, and I, I think in general, a degree, you know, depending on what you want to do. So my dad, my dad, he didn't graduate from college. I think he, he went to one school, uh, one year, maybe. I'm not sure exactly now, but he, he went to college, but then he didn't graduate. He, ended up, he went to uh, military and everything and he doesn't have a degree, but he's done very well for himself um, mm -hmm. with his own business. Um, he, he started his own business and everything. And, you know, you don't have to have a degree um, mm -hmm. to make money. But, I, you know, I, going back to what we were saying, I know we're saying a lot same things now, but if you do get a degree, it, I, I feel like in general, most of the time it does matter. Like I said, if you're the highest, if you're the best in your field, then, it, you know, you'll, you'll probably be all right. But in general, um, I, I do think the degree does matter. Yeah. And that's, of course, what the focus on what this is about is the finances. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so when it comes to the finances, yes, it, it, they they do matter. Uh, but to ease point. Like you said, if you're going into social work or you're teaching or, or whatnot, you're probably not as focused on what you're going to be making in the, in the long run. You're, you're doing it for the love or the passion or something you just really enjoy, which is which is fine. But that's a whole different topic and subject right. from what we're we're discussing today. Anybody like if you're if you're going for a music degree or you go for theater like I, I doubt that you're thinking at that moment that, man, I'm going to make so much bread when I'm done. <laughs> I, I think I'm thinking you're probably uh, telling yourself, man, I really want to do music. I love playing these instruments. I, I love mm -hmm. uh, painting. I want to learn more about the skill and painting and open up my own shop and sell my work. Or uh, I love acting and I want to be on stage for the rest of my life. That's what you're focused on. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about what you're focused on on this episode. <laughs> We're talking about this money. So <laughs> We're not caring about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we, I think we really talked a good uh, amount about does your major matter. So does the school matter? Like all of us, all of us went to SFA. You know, I think all of us are, are doing well. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and start it. I don't have any stats or anything. I mean, you guys might, but in general, I, I don't think the school makes that much of a difference. In general, now mm -hmm. uh, obviously, if you have one of these prestigious prestigious schools, you go to Stan Stanford, you're gonna have a, a very good uh, network and everything. So, in that, it will matter to an extent. But I, I do think you can make a living. I, I think I wouldn't do this because I, I enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed the college lifestyle. I'm not gonna lie, good or bad. But community college the first two years, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm saying, I if we're being real, that's probably the smartest thing to do. You know, if that's you, probably the yeah. Smart yeah. That's probably the smartest thing to do and, and then go from there because you're going to save so much money. You know, if we're just talking about money, that's I always guess that's the smartest thing to do. But uh, what, do, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, let me say something quick right about that. This is a disclaimer to all the parents. If your kid is undecided or you <laughs> or you feel like they kind of sketchy on their commitment to college and if they can do it, go to community college. Do not go to college and have thousands upon thousands in debt for a year of college for that kid to come back and don't Tens do anything. Of thousands. <laughs> Tens of thousands. Yeah, there, there we go. Get it. <laughs> yeah, about two go. or three thousand. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, do not let that kid go. Go pat and go to community college until they can get their mind right or until they know what they want to do. Do not waste money like that and let them go to college. That is, I think that's also a lot of what hurts us. Don't be happy that they're just in college. Get a plan, know what they want to do. And parents, you know your kids. You're like, oh, yeah, Eric, he, uh, 
I don't know if he really ready. You know, them kids, yeah, don't don't let them go. <laughs> go to community college, wait until they mature a little bit. You know, community college can get you two years. Let them mature a little bit. You know, they may, and we're talking about pennies on the dollar compared to a university, compared to a four-year institution. But yeah, that's just my disclaimer about that. You can hate it or love it, but uh, <laughs> don't let them go. But uh, does the college matter? So what I found was, like basically what Larry said, overall, it doesn't matter. It's more so your major um, is what matters. But going to these elite schools, grand, it's like networking is pretty much like a lot of networking and the elites pretty much all went to prestigious schools. I mean, like President Obama's, you know, all these top executives at these companies, they pretty much all went to like 10 schools you know, and they just keep their network strong and everything. Now, granted, those are the very top dogs. Like Larry said, we're talking about general. So if you're talking about Apple, well, okay, the CEO may have went to that school, but let's just say all, let's say Apple has 10,000 employees. You know, where did they, most of them go? You know, it probably went to just regular everyday schools. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not really the, necessarily the school that matters. You know, granted, I guess if you want to be a CEO or something, and I guess you want to fast track or something, Ivy League is the best way to go. And this and one article I found was um, from moneycrashers.com. It says, does it matter? Does it matter where you go to college? And uh, one sentence in here says, some of the most powerful people in the world attended Ivy League and other elite schools from U.S. Supreme Court justices, presidents, CEOs, and billionaire entrepreneurs. And then it says many of them, and this is the key, many of these influential graduates remain connected to their schools from donating and obviously being favorable to job applicants from that school. So that's kind of like where it would get you in. But overall, it uh, looks like the answer, I would say the answer is no. More so what's determining is your major, the type of student you are, your drive, ambition, uh, that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I would say overall, the answer is a no. Uh, but can it have an impact? Yes. But overall, I would say no, because like you said, at the high level, you know, you start looking at these Ivy League schools. I mean, I know if I have somebody come through, I see a resume come through and I haven't seen it yet. But if it, <laughs> and I wouldn't expect it to. But if someone come through with some <laughs> with Harvard on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing you in for an interview. Bringing, uh, I see Harvard, you know, Stanford, or you know, one of these big, big name schools, or if it's uh, you know, I already told you kind of the industry I'm in and what my degree is. But if I see some the major school with um, some great prestige as far as the tech field goes, or pharmaceuticals or something, then yeah, okay, I, I need to bring you in. Uh, but. But overall, for a large majority of us, because there's only so many of those schools, there's only so many spots and they're only enrolling so many people. A mm -hmm. uh, large majority of us won't have an opportunity to go to those schools. So for most of us, it, it doesn't matter. It's like it's, it's at a point where it's at the tippy top and it's going <laughs> to matter for you. And then mm -hmm. the bottom of that iceberg, it, it will not matter uh, to you. So, yeah, some stats. Stanford, Harvard, so whatever, yeah, it's gonna gonna matter. But and then also depending on what area you're in um, and your field and that company, 
like whatever it's it'll matter to a point there because of the network part like you said mm-hmm. e. so for example at, at my job i noticed man it seems like there's quite a few aggies texas a&m mm-hmm. so that's because of their their network and um they already have a base at, at my job mm-hmm. in that company so for in that case yeah it seems like it matters to a degree because you have somebody that's still uh shaking hands and rubbing elbows at the school and has this strong school pride and going back and saying, Hey, um, we have this job fair, come on. And, and so it's helping you out then, but it's more so network. It's not necessarily the, the school. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it'll matter to a certain part, but not, not overall in general. Like, like I said, you know, look at us, we all went to a, a small school and uh, we're doing just fine and we're not, we're not multi-million, at least I don't think so. I don't think, I'm speaking for myself. I'm, I'm not a multi-millionaire. Yeah, not yeah, yet. I might be. Yeah, not yeah, yet. not yet. Yeah. But I'm giving them hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think overall it, it does not agree. I mean, it does not matter as much. And then also maybe you have to look at your, your grades and what, your work ethic and what you apply uh, while you're in school and and because like you can do some interns and stuff like that, do some interning and and then that's what's going to really matter it's not going to be what school you went to unless the person you're trying to go work for get in with went to that same school they're like oh yeah come on what's over the school sign and you're out singing a, <laughs> the, the the fight song and stuff like that but overall it's not going to to matter as much so, Larry, you that, you agree? Oh, Eric, what was that? Um, yeah, I think you had a good point with like the how selective those schools are. Like you know, I guess in sports reference, you know, these are the LeBrons, the Steph Curry's. Yeah, there's only there's only the Dak Prescotts. Yo, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make us drop this podcast. <laughs> how dare you? It says uh, in an article uh, that I mentioned earlier. It says two of the most selective schools in the country, Harvard and Stanford, each have acceptance rates of roughly 5%. That means that only one in 20 applicants are extended in the admissions offer from those schools. And it says many other elite schools have similar acceptance rates. And probably so, everybody who's, who's doing it has very good grades too. Right, you know, exactly. Very good, very good grades. Probably, they probably connected, know, family yeah, and, and, and the stuff. community and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, just know what you're up against. Well, and that's the other part about it, uh, of it, as far as, you know, does a school matter? So, for example, you, you mentioned the people coming out of, well, not coming out of, but going to Stanford and Harvard, the, two of the most selective schools. Now, if you say, like, this is where stats get get skewed a little bit, is if you say that, oh, man, look at all the people coming from Stanford and, and Stanford and Harvard and how successful they are, but... Also look at what they were. Most people were probably going to be successful anyway. Mm. You know, <laughs> like that's how they got in there. <laughs> like, they, like they they had freaking five point oh grade point average coming out, <laughs> out of high out school of four, out of four point <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They, they took all these advanced courses. Uh, you know, they had what what was it the pre AP and AP classes and taking college classes uh, while they were still in high school, getting extra credit. Uh, valedictorians, salutatorians, uh, folks probably already had money. 
I already had network uh, set up. So, of course, yes, a lot of them coming out of school are going to be successful once, once they leave Harvard and Stanford. So to say that the school mattered uh, because they went there, uh, my, I mean, which which came first, the, the egg or the, the chicken? You know what I mean? So in this case, it's, it's hard to say, like, but I, I think... I think they were probably going to be successful anyway. Like they could have came on to like Obama could have went to SFA and he probably still would have been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, like you look at the people that uh, are known that are always going to be the uh, epitome or that, that example of quitting college. Uh, did Steve Jobs finish? I, I believe he, I believe he quit. I believe uh, Bill Gates. Steve Bill Gates. Gates. Yeah. yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Exactly. They they could have gone, uh, they could have went to no college, any college, <laughs> you know, Harvard, SFA, they were still going to be successful. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I just think that that plays a little bit of into whether people are successful coming out of a specific school or university, like that person was probably going to be successful anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did a good job on uh, Does a School Matter? All right, thank you all for listening. This was part one of a two-part episode. Is college worth it? Here is the Black Business of the Day by Maurice Dorsey, somebody we went to SFA with. He says, DFW Home Group is a black-owned business in a DFW Metroplex specializing in representing buyers, sellers, investors, and short sales. Contact them today at 903-272-4908. You can also find them on IG at DFW Homes Group. Thank you all for listening. Please tell a friend. Check out our Instagram, our Facebook. Thank you. Bye.